Hi, I'm the Beery Godmother, and you're listening to the DC Beer Show. Welcome, everyone, to the DC Beer Show. We are at DC Beer across social media, and we will see some of you tonight at the Sovereign, and more of you tomorrow at Metro Bar with Black Breweries. Cool. Brandy, what are you drinking this lovely, lovely day? Your girl Brandy is drinking her absolute favorite style of beer. I, in my hand, have a nut brown ale, but this one's a barrel-aged nut brown ale from none other than Elder Pine. Love the folks out at Elder Pine. I feel like they need to go visit again soon. 6.8, um, because I think feel like their, their regular, their normal nut brown doesn't hit that high, even though it's not high, but I think the barrel age really knocks it up a little bit. Beautiful. You can barely tell it's a barrel aged brown. Uh, I love this beer. I wish I could have it in my fridge literally at all times, but you know, that's kind of unrealistic. Mr. Stein, uh, it was great seeing you at the beer share recently. What a lovely beer share. Shout out to all of our new people. What are you drinking? I am having Back to Earth. Czech style pilsner out of Kushwa or Kushway, if you want to pronounce it incorrectly. <laughs> uh, Kushwa coming in strong, 5.2 ABV, Czech style pilsner, lovely stuff. And I'm loving all the Czech beers. So, yesterday, Brandy, seeing you at the DC Beer Share in DC at City State Brewing, have to say the dark lager, Czech style black lager at City State was just dynamite. Mm-hmm. So we are washing Czech style it beers was. and we're awash in DC beer shares in the district proper. Just knocked down City State. Wonderful time with James, the owner there, met his wife and, and two kids. Um, and then we're going to Hellbender. We're doing the DC beer share in DC again. But before we get into that, Jake. Mr. Berg, Jake Scoops Berg. Scoops? What's in your what's in your glass? Well, Mike, you set me up so well for that because what's in my glass is City State Torn Mag, Czech style, dark lager. Um, you know, on your way out of the beer share, um, having, you know, purchased beer at the brewery because that's what we do. Um, we pop bottles, but we also support the breweries. Figured may as well grab a sixer on the way out. Um, it's just it's 5%, but it drinks very full. It's got these nice little kind of like pipe tobacco vanilla notes to it. Um, it's a, as as the British like to say, it's a Moorish dark lager. I wouldn't peg it like right off the bat as Czech so much as it is like this is just a tasty dark lager. Greg is doing some very, very good work over at City State. I know previously I big up Aaron Space, the West Coast IPA. Happy to big up uh, Torn Mag, the dark lager as well. All right. So we got Hellbender coming up next month. Watch this space. Weird brew news in Columbia, Maryland. Hysteria Brewing is for sale. And I say this to my colleagues here. We're all homeowners. And so we know the cost of real estate up here is like sky high. You can buy Hysteria right off the shelf. This is just Columbia, not the Anne Arundel County, Pasadena, Maryland taproom. That's different, separate ownership. Hysteria Brewing in Columbia for $699,000, which in some parts of D.C. That's um, not bad. Actually, like a townhouse, (laughs) right? You know how much square footage that is? (laughs) I was going to say, like, it's maybe not the 
best time to like be buying and opening a brewery given some of the recent events, brewery openings, brewery closings around here. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you've got Black Flag there, you've got Sapwood, I believe the second Kushwa Tap Room. Which is, is huge. Too- yeah. Brandy, it you've been. It is beautiful. Again, it's like the old Frisco's. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like not too, too far away. And like, you know, you've got people who can get there from D.C., as the Sapwood crew does. you got people who get there from Baltimore. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a pretty highly trafficked area and a, you know, in a place that would turn out for good beer in a cool setting. So. Do you think Kushwa would have us for a beer share? I mean, because I'd, I'd love to go to that space. Maybe, hey, hey, Kushwa, wink, wink, come, come, uh, come, have, come have DC beer. <laughs> question. Existence. Kushwa, is it you we're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we really hope someone turns over that space. And to your point, Jake, there's a bunch in Columbia. You know, <laughs> I was joking with another brewing friend who, because we've closed so many closures, unfortunately, in 2024, like, hey, Stein, hey, Berg, where you at? You haven't covered this. What's going on? <laughs> so, boom, we've done it. Now, the question is, can I Texas Brewer back and be like, hey, you want to buy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's my hope. But it's just great to see, you know, Czech style beers. Yes, the city state black lager, uh, you know, it's different than the Czech lagers, just like how Kushwa's Czech style Pilsner is different than Czech style pills. This would sort of be like a premium pills or a specialny, as we say in Czech. Uh, because it's 5.2 ABV. Brandy, just like how your brown ale would not be 6.8 ABV in England. Right. Like, forget it. Yeah. No way. No way. But we, we love to see the creativity. And we're kind of all Maryland save the city state today with, That's true. Uh, you know, Elder Pine and Kushwa. Jake, thank you for holding it down. You know, this the DC Beer Show and the and DC Beer, we don't just do DC. You know, we're the hub for the DMV. And we, we love to learn and meet with breweries and beer people, not only just in the DMV. So if you're drinking a good beer and you're in Cali, tag us. Like we want to know, like if you're going to New Orleans, just, you know, let us know. I I have some great breweries that I love down there. So we focus on the DMV because we want to show and support and give love to our local small businesses and breweries. But we love beer from everywhere. Yeah. I mean, when I'm out in Cali, you know, I want to hear. Yeah. You got beer over there. When I'm in Virginia, you know what I want to hear. Speaking of which, so the second piece of brewery news is sort of an update to our last show of 2023. We had Mike Earl on, ex-other half at NRG. He was trying to do a crowdfunding, make a go of it um, over at the ex-Bad Wolf, who'd also been on the show before, um, when Richard Adam, the Brew Daddies, hosted. Crowdfunding to buy that and open up Wolf and Bear didn't work out but someone else has come in and so coming spring 2024 to manassas is brightworks brewing they are currently polling for some styles hey community what would you like to see us make so if you go to the brightworks brewing uh, facebook page i think you can take a look perhaps vote over there um you can do what the three of us will do and vote for like Czech lagers, brown ale, <laughs> something smoked. Um, we are not opposed to going to Manassas. Honestly, that's Good so beer. smart to, I mean, the, a brewery, when you open it, is for the public. It's for the beer drinking public. So 
inviting remarks and input on what kind of styles of beer they, they should brew for, for their drinking crowd is brilliant. Absolutely. That they're reaching out to what will be their customers for input is great. And it's really funny because we were lamenting with some brewers at the share. We, we had a couple of brewers show up and we were like, oh, hazy IPA. You got to make it. You know, I don't want to brew it, but I got to brew it. You got to give the people what? what they want. And, and the funny thing about it is there's a maxim, there's a saying that's been in breweries for 100 years. I've, I've seen it in the 1920s. Um, and the saying is, brew for the king, live like a pauper. Ooh. Brew for the paupers, live like a king. And what that that's means hot. is it's sustainable. I know you got to <laughs> give people, you got to give the laboring classes, us poor bums, what we want. <laughs> so we keep buying your product. Unlike if you brew for the palace, the one person who sits on the throne, you know, you're going to live like everybody else that toils away in the palace for the king. Beautifully so, said, um, Mike Stein. Oh, always. Thank you, Brandy. With the eloquent words. I have to. I, I, I'm not doing my job as be resident beer historian if I don't drop that. <laughs> True. All right. So we've kind of gone around the DMV here. But Brandy, you mentioned that we're not just in the DMV. We like to talk about beer lots of places. Like, say, Atlanta, Georgia. Who is our guest today? Well, luckily, we have the Beery Godmother on. And if you follow any sort of beer thing on social media, specifically Instagram, I feel like, because I'm the Instagram person, Jake and Mike do the Twitters or the X or whatever it is now. Um, and he's like a prince at symbol. So, like, we know what we're talking about. Um, I was so fortunate to get Latrice Harris on that, who you know is the Beery Godmother. And uh, we had a great, long, lengthy conversation. So um, we get to see her more in person in March, March 21st. So keep an eye out for that. But until then, we have a very, very special guest, one in which I've been super excited to have on the show, A, because I admire this person. But B, we have a lot of upcoming events. Uh, not only are we rounding out Black History Month, but we are approaching Women's History Month. And we have an awesome event going on in, in March. So please let me proudly introduce our next guest, Latrice Harris. You might know her as the Beery Godmother. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brandy. It's a fantastic honor to be here. I've definitely been following DC Beer Show for a while. So as a uh, DMV native, um, I am excited to be a part today. I can't wait to see you again. I'm, I officially met you at Snally, uh, but we're we're going to have some some fun times coming up here in March. Absolutely. Let's 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 jump right into the questions because I I have so many questions for you. First, I do want you to tell everybody uh, about yourself really quickly. Absolutely. So I'm Latrice Harris again, um, the Beery Godmother, and um, I am a beer education consultant. I started my own beer education consulting company um, with the Beery Godmother name uh, back in early 2022, uh, officially. Um, so uh, the Beery Godmother is really focused on bringing a, an awareness or illuminating, if you will, um, beer education and the importance of beer education, uh, both you know, from the perspective of making sure that breweries and brewery staff are properly educated, you know, all the folks that are serving that beer and making sure that that beer makes it essentially from a brewery's, a, a brewer's vision all the way into the customer's hands. 
um, making sure that they are educated when they're behind the bar or they're conveying things about the beer. But also, I have a customer-facing component to what I do as well, um, really just trying to make sure that as a beer consumer, you are having the opportunity to be able to learn a little bit about the beer you're drinking in a more in-depth and intimate way without it feeling unapproachable or too hard or this is not interesting because this is too far in the weeds. You know, I think that um, craft beer has grown so much and there are so many different fun nuances about it that just make it, you know, more interesting than, you know, than perhaps tasting in some ways different than beer used to taste. Although I would debate that we're coming back to the middle, uh, back to some of those older styles now. But yeah, I mean, I think that my whole thing is really just making sure that education is not put on the back burner. You know, I think it's something that as a consumer and as a as just a beer drinking individual, um, you know, can can really help change your experience and perhaps change the things that you buy, things, you know, things that you try, that you try, buy and um, consume overall. So that's I me uh, in a nutshell. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about social media real quick. You would be considered to the general social media public slash platform to be an influencer. There are varying levels and ways in which one is a quote unquote influencer from Mm -hmm. just posting cans and can art to posing and using your body image to sell an influence. And then there are educational and informative um, informative content creators. I absolutely love and respect how you are approaching content creation and using your platform and expertise as a Cicerone to educate and inform, which in my opinion makes your content more powerful and beneficial. What led you to begin this beery godmother journey? And how do you feel you stand apart from the other beer content creators on, say, Instagram? Oh, wow. That's that's a great question. So I've always been, I would say, for the last 15 years or so, very heavily into beer. Um, I think, you know, my journey was similar to everyone else's in terms of introduction to beer, uh, you know, starting with some of those staples that we can most easily grab from, you know, the grocery store or, you know, the liquor store or whatever, you know, your, your blue moons, your Heineken's, your, you know, Corona's, et cetera. And after that growing into just a general curiosity around beer, I think that, um, you know, as far as what I knew I wanted to do with the beery godmother, I wanted to become exactly what you pointed out, which is in the space of, um, educational content influencer. I mean, I think like you said, the term influencer to me initially was kind of like, well, that doesn't really fit me, right? Because I was thinking about it only in kind of the one lane of, okay, yes. I'm not, my, my only thing that I'm going to do, I'm not just going to necessarily post a can or post when I'm at a brewery or something like that. And there is definitely space for that. That is not what I'm not knocking that at all. That There's a huge space for that, a huge need for that. But I knew that what I wanted to do was going to have to be very educational facing. And I kind of struggled a little bit in the beginning because I was like, how do I make sure I'm reaching my audience with something that is genuine to me that I think is super important, but how do I do it a little bit differently um, than what I've seen before? You know, how do I take something that, you know, can be semi-short format, you know, um, and, and, make sure that it's interesting, make sure that it's engaging and um, make sure that it's still putting um, what I would call objective education at the forefront. And so I've been very deliberate about that. You know, I do, I'm going to take things that you can actually go and read more about on your own. 
um, do additional investigation on your own. I'm going to introduce it from that perspective. So, you know, when I started Beer Fact Fridays, which is something that, you know, I think I've probably become the most known for, it was oh, yeah. very much like a, <laughs> you know, like a, I don't really know, I'm throwing something at the wall type thing. It kept staying on my heart. You know, I'm, I'm not a, um, in my like personal life, I'm not like a real, um, like social media presence. It's not like I'm on it all the time or doing all these things or whatever. And so I was like, I have to step my toe into the social media space and do this. And so one of the things that I know I wasn't seeing as much of, like I would see on Instagram, like, or YouTube, like full fledged conversations about beer, right. You know, where people are sitting around kind of chatting about it and trends and all these things. And I was really enjoying that, but I was like, I want to bring that down to a more bite-sized component. So um, that's where you know, Beer Fact Fridays was born. And, and I really also wanted to be consistent, right? I wanted to do a, a day that everybody was going to expect this to come out. Um, that also held me accountable <laughs> for making sure that I would do it because, you know, I, I just like everybody else, I'm busy with a lot of other things and uh, nine to five and all these things. And so um, really just wanted to make sure that I could use my background in tutoring, actually. Um, I used to be an in-home um, math and science tutor for like 15 years. Um, use that ability to convey information and put it into the Beery Godmother. So my biggest thing, the way I wanted to stand out was, okay, I want to break this information down. I want to give enough so that people are like, okay, I feel like I've got something there, but like not so much that they're bored. And that is a constant balancing act as Beery Godmother and as um, yeah, as my own credentials have grown. Um, you know, I, you mentioned I just uh, became a certified Cicerone about a month and a half ago. So that was cool. Um, but as the content has grown, as the audience has kind of grown with me, you know, as I've started to tackle some of these things that are harder to touch, right? Like you, in order to give it justice, you have to do it in a way that's a little bit more complete. So like, I think, you know, um, viewers will have seen how, you know, in the beginning, I think I was always around like 90 seconds, you know, like boom, boom, quick hitter. And I still do some of those, you know, two minute, three minute content, but some I've stretched out a little bit more because you just can't do certain topics justice without proper, um, you know, discussion of them or proper description of whatever that thing is. So yeah, I, I, I continue to think about where I want to take um, Beer Fat Fridays, you know, to make it different. Um, you know, I think people have probably been seeing me feature uh, some breweries and brewers a little bit more on it. And that actually hasn't necessarily been my first thought on that was not to say I'm going to feature this brewery because I want to feature the brewery. Right. It was more so there is a topic area that as you know, a Cicerone in my space, yeah, I could talk about it, but it does it more justice for people to see it or to hear about it from the folks that do it every day, um, you know, and so as a result of that, yeah, it's kind of evolved in that way. So, you know, I continue to kind of just do what I feel and, and do, you know, what I think is what folks want to see slash what I'm into, um, you know, Beer Godmother and, and everything I do with Beer Fact Fridays is very much driven by what I want to talk about at the time. You know, I mean, you have to be in when you're conveying information, you have to be into it, right? You have to be like 
I yeah, tell people you know. this all the time. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, I will have a list. I have a running list of things that I have always said, like, I want to do this, 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 all these different topics. But I'll get to the point where I'm getting ready to record content. I'm like, I'm not feeling that right now. Yeah. Not, not a good thing, but I'm not feeling it. <laughs> well, like you're now. you're you're jumping ahead because I have I was yeah. going to ask you all these specific questions. But, oh, cool! Yeah, uh, go ahead. Sorry, but, go ahead. But yeah. but before the next question, pick quick question, real quick, hot fire, rapid round. Okay, pick one, Lambic or Roush. Got to pick one. Go, Roush. Okay, oh, that's my girl. Okay, uh, <laughs> yes. what 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 led you to earn your Cicerone c- certificate? Um, so I wanted, first of all, I'm, I'm a big advocate of education period, right? So that's not just your education, but all levels of education. Um, and so education has always been really, really big in my life. Um, and so when I got into this, I was so into it and there were so many different facts that I wanted to make sure I could convey that I wanted a, um, a measurable concrete way to be able to give people an opportunity of what I, to uh, give people a taste of what I know, right? And Cicerone was something that I got into really, really quickly in terms of understanding like, oh, it's a quantifiable way of um, kind of showing a bar of knowledge. Now, Cicerone is not 100% needed for all people in beer, right? I think you have to be very specific about what you want to use it for, but that was why um, I decided to pursue it. I mean, as an educator, I feel um, it was not just me saying, okay, I want to prove, quote unquote, that I um, can, you know, teach this class or I can have this interaction with this brewery. It was, you really learn if you are genuine to the process and take your time through the process and learn and ingest all that information, you really are learning a great deal about, you know, all aspects of the brewing process, styles, history, you know, back of house work, you know, line cleaning, all that stuff. You're learning the essentials. And if you're internalizing them, you will be a better conveyor of information to others. That was my big exactly. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that was that's an incredible answer. And what one I expected you to to kind of say, but I it's great to hear that. Um yeah. especially being a woman who is into beer. Um, yes. I'm curious. What has been your favorite or most memorable highlight from being the beery godmother over the past year? And and I'm, I, I think I'm asking specifically, was it with a specific follower or a, a company or brewery that you worked with, or um, or even traveling, like when you visited Snell? Like, what what do you frequently look back upon and say, oh wow, I maybe wouldn't have been able to do this if I wasn't the beery godmother. Or oh, like if you've God, had interactions yeah. with your your followers and which you've made such an impact. You know, we love sharing your content because it is educational and mm-hmm. you are a woman in beer. And I we all respect that. So I'm mm-hmm. well, I'm curious and maybe we can circle back to it if you need to think about it for a second. Yeah. Um, well I I will give two. I will give one can okay. I give two? Okay. One yes. is one is an yes. interaction. Yes. Yeah. Part one a, is part intera- B. Yeah. Part part A, part B. So because I think it's one thing is interactions and one thing is experiences to me. Um gosh, I mean, I think as far as experiences, I think one of the most incredible experiences I've had in the last year was I went up to um Oktoberfest at Schilling brewing up in oh. New Hampshire. And it was the most incredible experience. I mean, I, because I took a whole kind of road trip. I went from Boston up to New Hampshire. 
into Maine and Vermont and spent kind of a whole week doing that like Northeastern corridor. Um, absolutely incredible. When I think back on beer memories, you know, that is one of the things that I really, really, really look back on and I'm like, man, you know, like this, this was just an experience that I will never forget. So that is like location. That's like a location related experience. You know, met a lot of really cool people. You know, obviously, um, you know, nature is beautiful there, fantastic beer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Snally also goes in that same. We'll put those side by side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of, yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of, I think, interactions, I mean, I think it's been like um, some of the festivals that I've been able to go to or or, um, and when I, festival slash conferences that I've been able to go to specifically, um, Crafted for Action, um, which is a beer conference that's held here in Atlanta, um, by another fellow, um, beer connoisseur, um, Jen Price, um, here in Atlanta, um, that has been involving over the years. I think having an opportunity to participate in, in that conference is like a structured mini, mini beer conference, um has been fantastic. Similar feeling about um, the Craft Brewers Conference, CBC. I went to my first CBC in 2023. Um, fantastic, um, you know, opportunity to just rub elbows with folks and talk to people and all of that. I mean, the, the nerd the in people. me. The beer people are the best people. The I mean, be seriously. They're so nice. <laughs> literally the best. So nice. Had the opportunity, like I said, you know, anybody, you just walk up to anybody, you're like, hi. You know, this yeah. is what I do. It's so um, friendly. You know, yeah, super friendly. And so I think, you know, um, from those two experiences, I think also, you know, not just CBC, but also the National Black Brewers Association had an opportunity to convene their first kind of like Bob share slash, you know, folks that were interested in becoming members of, of the National Black Brewers Association all convened in Nashville as well. Um, so that has, th those are hands down um, experiences and interactions I've loved. Great. I, I, I was hoping, I was hoping to get some, uh, good, uh, content here. So I, that was, I love awesome. your answer. I can't, I can't wait to hang out with you in person. Oh my uh, God. By the no, way, everybody, uh, the beery godmother Latrice Harris will be visiting DC, uh, the weekend of March 21st, as that is a huge, uh, weekend. Well, March 21st is the women in craft beverage panel at other half. And, I have curated 10 absolutely star-studded, big impact women and non-binary people in the industry. And I, one of my first wants was uh, Barry Godmother. And I reached out and I was like, this might be out of the left field, but <laughs> would you be able to come? And she's like, yes, because I do respect and appreciate what you're doing. I have a couple more questions. Um before before the last big big question, another yeah. last quick pick question. Pick quick, ready? Right. Double IPA or oyster stout? Double IPA. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, that's not what I was expecting you to answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So for me specifically, I know that last when I'm with women in beer, I become more. I am very much admiring of those who continue to pave the way um, and get back to women being in beer, you know, because it that was not in the equation for such a long time. And when you think mm -hmm. of beer, it's mm -hmm. you don't think of women and you don't think of women in color. But 
Mm-hmm. It is absolutely empowering and important to see not only more women providing beer education, but absolutely. also being a woman of color doing so. Where do you yes. see this heading and what is your ultimate goal or impact that you'd love to come from this? And let's let's just say five years from now. Oh, wow. Um, so when I am looking at my vision board and wanting to dream big and think about um, all the different spaces that I'd like to touch. I mean, I think they are expanding um, the education that I do around beer outside of breweries into other spaces. Um, you know, uh, whether that be food and beverage, whether that be, you know, like restaurants, whether that be hotels, whether that be, you know, let's just make it big sports teams. Like, you know, place anyway, anywhere that they serve beer, there needs to be an education around what that beer is, what that beer contributes, and some type of strategic thinking, to be really honest, around how that's going to be marketed. And so, um, you know, I, I plan to um, really push in those spaces, um, you know, continue to to go into the space of maybe not just education, but consulting in some other ways. I mean, I think allowing my um, expertise and you know, my nine to five of, you know, strategic planning and, um, you know, um, kind of brand building, if you will, you know, kind of helping people plan a little bit differently around the way that they work in beer. That's one of the things I'm hoping for. Um, also, you know, just continuing to be, you know, I think being a woman in beer, absolutely big monitor, moniker to carry, being a woman of color, being a black woman in beer, is enormous. And I think there's, for me, a constant consciousness of that. But at the same time, um, wanting to make sure that I'm not just being chosen for things because I'm a Black woman. You know, I I want to be chosen to be at the table and be a part of these conversations um, because I am a knowledgeable woman, a knowledgeable individual around these topics. And um, yeah, you know, it's a lot of conversation, you know, around this. And I think a lot of, you know, People come out of the weeds, um, particularly around Black History Month and Women's History Month, to try to be inclusion, you know, inclusive of us. Um, but you know, you need to be inclusive of us all year round. Us being women and women agree. of color. And so, um, yeah, just trying to think about that. Also, I, um, you know, intend to continue to um, expand my knowledge in terms of judging um, and being at the beer judges table. I think that is a space that. know I think we're seeing more women slowly creeping into that realm I've been super excited to see um you know some of my mentors be at the judges table um for some of these large-scale you know judging competitions around the country but you know women of color aren't there you know and so I want to do more of that you know I, I think it's just trying to make the impact as big as possible without diluting it I think is is the is the key you know um without kind of saying, okay, well, I'm the message of Beery Godmother is getting diluted. It's always going to be the balance I'm going to be trying to strike. So five-year right. goal, you know, big pushes into some different spaces, um, you know, and uh, continuing to just raise awareness around beer, but also around how education at all levels um, can yes. help to kind of grow the and continue to foster growth in the, in the craft beer community. Wonderful, wonderful response. I am very passionate about this. Last year, after speaking at the women's panel, I wanted to create the Women's Brew Culture Club, mm-hmm. which is a very educational-based 
uh, Love in, it. environment because a lot yes. of women in beer get, they assume that, you know, you just want a fruity drink or you don't know anything about exactly. beer. I've been mansplained to exactly. a thousand times. Yes, like, so oh, many I'm times. like, can you, tell, oh. can you tell me about this beer? And they're like, oh, well, it tastes like a wine. I'm like, that's not when like, I'm. No, that's that, not. <laughs> no, no, that's not yes. it. That's not it. Yeah, yeah. So I not only respect you um, as a person, but I respect what you bring to the beer um, platform. And before we before we say goodbye, I want to tell our listeners that you'll get even more of an opportunity to talk to Latrice in person and get to know her because she's so fantastic at this women's panel. It's going to be more of a round table, round robin you know, everyone's going to break off into groups and you'll get to actually have one-on-one and, and learn and get to know more about the Beery Godmother. Um, before we say goodbye, uh, Latrice, what are you drinking right now? I got a package in the mail um, from uh, you all's very own Jordan Harvey. Um, hey, Jordan. Beers around the way. Um, he is, a, you know, uh, a friend of mine. And so he yeah. sent me... The People's Pale Ale, which is you all's collaboration with Strange Fruit, also love them. They sent me uh, yes. some of their approachable guys, as well as his beer that he did with the um, the Harvey Wilder Foundation. Um, so that's what I'm drinking. Um, hey, what What are your thoughts? Let's Let's get it. Well, official this is going to be thoughts. yeah. Let's get a, a live yeah a live um, <laughs> thought around around what I think here. Um, oh man, first of all. I mean, the aroma is fantastic. If I mean, I'm like wondering. Oh, yep, I knew it. So, like, it, it, you all immediately, New Zealand hops are extreme. You can smell yep. them immediately. Um, they're gorgeous. Yep. They're what I brewed one of my first beers with. Um, so, absolutely love this. Love the aroma there because you can, you know, what you're about to get. And I'm like excited about this. Oh man. So, instantaneously, I love how it is hop focused. Um, yet still staying in that pale ale range. Um, not super bitter, but you can taste the hops, which I like because right where it should be. And it's not too sweet. Like it's not, you know, you don't have any of that cooling sweetness. It's actually finishing kind of a little dryish to me, but um, I love that. Like this is, I mean, I want to like chug it down. I'm like, honestly, um, I <laughs> Go for used it. to be a big IP. Yeah, I used to, <laughs> I was a huge IPA lover. Um, I will say, like, before I started deeply, deeply studying for all the aspects of Cicerone, which involves, like, a tasting exam, and so I had to get deep into lagers and pilsners and other types of beer, but I was always, like, an IPA lover, and over time, I've moved more so into, like, the pale ale space, because I just can't down, I mean, my my body won't, you know, it rejects, you know, double IPA <laughs> and all these things, the way that, you know, I just can't drink as much, I love them, but I can't drink as much as I used to, so... This is fantastic. We're very proud of mm. how that turned out. Beautiful, beautiful beer. Latrice beautiful Harris, beer. beery godmother. I'm so, so thankful that you came on to the DC Beer Show. And for everyone, please come hang out with us. Mark your calendars for March 21st. You'll get to meet yes. the beery godmother in person, which is kind of a big deal. Um, and we're all going to be drinking and learning together. So um, Miss Miss Beery Godmother, uh, the Queen, yes. the Beery Godmother Queen. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you. I will see you in a month. Cheers. That sounds great. Cheers, Brandy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Latrice. Thank you, Brandy. Uh, save that date. <laughs>
obviously also in March, the aforementioned Hellbender Beer Share. It will be open to everyone, not just the good folks at Patreon. Again, yes, the 10th. Um, We'll have the RSVP form up for you in short time. But, you know, save the date, all of that. Also save the date because Maryland Craft Beer Fest up in Frederick, um, Carroll Creek. Oh, I love that event. May 11th, 2024. That's a Saturday. We've got a date. Uh, So, you know, keeping things very Maryland today. Um, We'll throw throw that out there. Um, Brewers Association of Maryland. Tickets are on sale for that as well. What about the Lost Dog People's Pale Sunday Session on March the 3rd? Or 2nd? Is the 3rd? 3rd. It's the 3rd. Yeah. March the 3rd. Why I hear that you could get for $5 one 16-ounce tall boy can of the People's Pale Ale currently sitting at about like a four or so on Untapped, which is a nice place to be. Granted, I think Untapped sucks sometimes if you look at where like uh, Allagash White is or say Port City's award-winning Oktoberfest. Uh, but, you know, the... The Five pe- bucks again, yeah. Jake. Are you are you yanking my chain? I am not. You, med- you <laughs> mentioned you brewing can- for the paupers. We're pricing this for the paupers, Mike. <laughs> when I when I go to my uh, local food co-op, I can't even get my vegan ready whip for five bucks a can. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also, our Patreon members get to come to a beer share once a month with for minimum a five dollar a month. Uh, m- membership mm-hmm. fee like our our beer shares you drink for three hours you bring in special bottles it's basically it's a five dollar three hour beer share min- at minimum yeah. obviously we support our our hosts but i mean what a yeah. silly thing not to do you know and then you get to listen to great podcast guests and Y'all, y'all, if you aren't a member of DC Beer, you get discounts at City State. You get discount at the Arlington Brew Shop, at DC, DC Brow. Brow. I mean, there's there. I mean, I'm not even gonna sit here and list all of the things because it's gonna it's not a sh- yeah. long episode. So just do it. It's fun. We're cool. Uh, help keep the podcast going. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna, I, we're we're gonna be annoying and give you that little banner yeah. that Wikipedia does. Like, hey, support. If you want this to keep going, <laughs> support now. <laughs> we promise you not to pop up on your search, but we will say for five bucks, you can become a patron on DC Beer's Patreon and you get beer share in uh, the deal is such a deal. Yeah. So agreed. Join us. Well, I'll see you all at the at Lost Dog Cafe on the third. And I'll see you at the beer share uh, on the 10th. And of course, the women's women and beverage panel at other half on the 21st. We will have a, a podcast between now and then. So keep your ears open. But until then, enjoy the rest of your February Black History Month. Please, obviously, always go support your Black-owned beverage, Black-owned beer, Black-owned small businesses. And be a good person, of course. Three, three, you know the place to be. Lost Dog, me, Brandy, Justin, Steve, all of your friends and not yet soon to be friends will be there. Come see us at three, three, Lost Dog. 
Come see us at Hellbender on 310. Come see us at Other Half on 321. It's going to be a big march. And as you know, our feelings are the same as Dr. J. Black History Month is every month. So come see us 3-3, and 3-21. Yeah, and come see Jordan and I at 2-24 tomorrow at Metro Bar. Uh, we'll take you out. Uh, on that note, be well, everybody. And um, please welcome both Notch and Dovetail and their lovely, lovely loggers to D.C. and Virginia. Maryland sucks to suck. Sorry. All right. <laughs> be well, everybody. We're out. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>